Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. You see, when the name of the Lord is lifted up and you turn your eyes upon Jesus, all things will turn strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Father, the last thing is that I saw people's mourning being turned into dancing. And we thank you for that. Now take the service, Holy Spirit, and have your way in Jesus' name. And if you agree, say amen. Thank you, band. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, my. Pastor Harold will agree it's in moments like this that it's actually hard. There is an anointing in this place. I just want to tell you there is an anointing to set captives free. I sense it and I submit it to Pastor Harold and Maud, but I sense that there are people here you've been struggling with sin. Nothing to do with my message, but I have to be obedient. You've been struggling with sin. There's that thing that you cannot conquer. And as you were worshiping tonight, God said, tell them in this night, it is broken. Take your victory now. Come on, take it, take it. Go in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Pastor Harold and Maud, thank you. What an awesome privilege. One thing that I realized uh, talking with you this morning and just spending some time in fellowship, I miss it. <laughs> I really do. I must say it's different from a pastoral meeting, but it was absolutely lovely. Thank you for your kindness, your hospitality, your love. Thank you, congregation, for your love, for receiving me. And you know what I'm gonna do? Come on, hands out. One, two, three. That's my hug to you from Corin and myself. <laughs> Praise God. I am really, really sensitive to time, and I'm gonna cut the message shorter. But I want to say to you that there is one or two keys tonight that I have to bring across. I want to talk to you about practical kingdom living. You see, it's one thing talking about the kingdom, but Jesus preached the kingdom on the mountaintops and from a boat and wherever, and then he went out and he became the message. He did not only speak a message, but he became the message. He lived it. And I think often it's a problem. I know people, and it's not aimed at anybody here, but I let me rather say have known people. They could quote scriptures from the beginning of the Bible to the end, but their lives did not witness and testify of Christ living on the inside of them. Pastor Harold will know of one person in particular that could quote the Bible and we had to deal with him very seriously because of moral issues. What I am saying to you in the beginning is, you've heard about advancing the kingdom. Now it's time to actually begin to do it. Come on, can somebody say amen? I sense a seriousness in the congregation that I haven't sensed in a long time, I agree. 33 years. 
You've made it your business this year to say, enough is enough. I'm going to do something radical. I often these days when I preach, I say the following. If you want radical results, you need to do something radical. My God is a radical God. My God is a God that doesn't play games. So I want to say to you, Jesus in the beginning, in Matthew 6 verse 9 to 13, He tells us to pray a prayer. It's the royal prayer. And what are the opening words of that prayer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we set ourselves tonight in agreement. Thy kingdom now come in Jesus' name. Thy will be done, O God. And if you study the word of the Lord, you'll know what the will of the Lord is. And there's a specific will for you. You don't have to receive a prophetic word. I honor and I respect it. But do you know that God can meet you in your inner chamber and He can give you a revelation? Like I said last night, may our hearts be opened and receptive to hear. When last did you receive something from the Lord that excited you so much that you couldn't help but sharing it with others? Come on, anybody. Now I'm talking about that. So then Jesus goes on in the same chapter of Matthew 6, verse 33. He just said, thy kingdom come. That's how we should pray. And then he comes in verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek what people? First the kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. To be right with him. And then what? All these things shall be added to you. And you need to go and read what the, all of those things are. It will meet your basic needs. Listen, God doesn't meet our greeds. He meets our needs. And my God is a faithful God that will never, ever fail me. I don't know if you can say amen to that one. So, there is in 2 Timothy 3, I'm not going to read it. You can read it for yourself because time won't allow me. But it speaks there of the last days. Perilous times will come. People will be lovers of themselves. Do you know what I have realized? I have discovered my greatest enemy is not the devil. My greatest enemy is self because Jesus dealt with the devil, but I have to deal with self in my life. And the only way I can deal with it is Galatians 2.20. I have to be crucified with Christ on a daily basis. You deal with that kingdom of self. Kick self off the throne. So how do we view this kingdom? How do we view this kingdom that we are going to aggressively now advance. I prepared something for you, and Elise, you can get that little video. It's a, just a few seconds video. But everything from this night depends on how we view the kingdom. You see, if you lived long enough in an abnormal something, that abnormal becomes your normal. And you don't know what normal is anymore until God opens your eyes and you look at it from a different angle and you say, oh, wow. I want you to take a look at this. It's a short little video.
May the truth be revealed to us all. I have the sculpture of Mandela that is there in the Midlands of Natal. If you view that thing from one angle, you only see a lot of steel poles. But if you view it from the right angle, you see a perfect sculpture. This is called anamorphic art. Now, there is a whole thing about anamorphic Christianity. I'm not going to even speak about that. But what I want to say to you is, it is time, and I will say it one last time, if you've not been to the Bible school, that you will pick up your tissues and you will come <laughs> to the Bible school. You see, I'm not seeing if something funny doesn't happen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to say to you, remember the night Tienzis tissues fell out of his Bible? And say, I will join Bible school. Why? Because in here you will find the keys. You will find the truth. And the, the pastors here, excellent, excellent teachers under the leading of Pastor Harold and Maud. So, to advance, I have to get to this. What does the word advance mean, my brother and sister? The word advance means the following, to move something forward purposefully. To move something forward what? Purposefully. And make good progress. Last night I gave some shocking statistics. Discovered some more today again. I wanna to say to you the kingdom of God must advance. And tonight what I end off, I'm gonna end with such a powerful thing that if that doesn't shake you into a new dimension, I don't know what will. But we have to move on because I give myself 10, 15, 20, half an hour. Please, Pastor Harold. <laughs> Is it okay, 10 minutes? Thank you so much. So the kingdom, thank you, Maud. The kingdom must be shared. It must be advanced. There is something that I think is extremely, extremely important. And this is, Uncle Ralph taught us, if you show me your diary and you show me your bank statements, I will tell you who and what you worship. I can let that sink in. You see, I heard an amen, so I'm going home tomorrow. <laughs> but it is a truth. What does our values tell us about our life? What do we really value? Do we value time in prayer? Do we value that invitation that you received last night? Do we value the word of the Lord? Do we value community? Do we value service? And you can go on everything that is good in the kingdom of God. If you're a person that values that, I can tell you you're a kingdom person. But if you sit tonight and there's no condemnation, but there is conviction, and the Holy Spirit says, I, I need to go and look at my life through the eyes of Jesus. And if I can do that and open my ears and become radically obedient to that. I will become a kingdom person advancing the kingdom 
of God. You see, God has a purpose, and that purpose is clearly shown where it says, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, For you are a chosen people. Do this and say, I am a chosen person. You know, when I read the scripture today, God said to me, there are people sitting in church tonight. There are people watching out there. Their self-image is so low that they cannot become effective in the kingdom of God. You need to lift up your shoulders. You need to look the world in the eye and say, I am a chosen people. And then it goes on, it says, you are royal priests, hallelujah, come on. You're not a nobody, you're not a bull that can be kicked around by the devil. You're a child of the most high God, a royal priest, hallelujah. I lift you up tonight out of that pit that you've fallen into, not believing that you're worth anything. God used a donkey, hallelujah, and he can use us. That's it, praise God. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. You're a holy nation. It means you're separate. I am worried when I look at people and the way they behave in church is not the way they behave outside of church. I'm worried when I see people living in church with one kind of a spiritual image, but during the week, that is gone. My question is this, what is there that we will do at our workplace and at home that we won't do in church and why? Somehow it's okay to watch porn at home but not in church. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes it's okay to steal a pen or a whatever at work but I won't know in church. Listen, in the kingdom of God, Pastor Harold, I'm so excited about the cells. I want to tell you tonight, apart from the Bible school, if you're not in a home cell, shoo, you've got to get into a home cell because it's like you're detached if you're not part of a home cell. Your house should become a church. You should become a minister. And everywhere you go, you should be in ministry. Come on, can somebody say amen? That is what kingdom living is about. Oh, pastor, but you don't know me like Pastor Harold said on Sunday evening. <laughs> you, you know, oh, me, Pastor Harold, I don't. No, child of God, you're a holy priesthood. Come on. Ooh, right. God's very own possession, hey, you don't belong to anybody, you belong to God. As a result, now listen to this. Oh, I love this, this is New Living Translation. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, come on. Hey, there are people who find it easier to be contagious in their Christianity. Wherever we go, we should always leave people better than when we found them. Jesus used every single opportunity, every opportunity to spread the kingdom. You know what? If you become conscious of that, if you become observant 
and your eyes are opened and you begin to see the needs around you. And you begin to see opportunities. I want to tell you one thing. Listen to me, child of God. This is a rhema that I'm giving you. God will go to the ends of the world to provide for you the tools and the substance to be a blessing to others if your heart is right. You will never lack any good thing, says the Lord tonight to you. If you go out and you become a channel of blessings to those out there, that's how we advance the kingdom. I cannot help myself. I'm sorry, this is not boasting. But I really cannot help myself. Wherever I go, the kingdom of God goes. And I've got to be an instrument in the hands of God. That's why Tien's Bloom lives. Come on, can somebody say amen? Oh, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. I said to Pastor Harold this morning, how many ever years ago, when he said yes to the Lord, when Maud said yes to the Lord, to come and plant this church in the Bible school here on the West Rand, do you know how many blessings, Rudolph, we would have missed if one man and woman was disobedient. Come on, can somebody think? What would have stood here? What would have happened over the years? Where would Tien's have been? Where would the pastors, where would you have been? Listen, think for one moment. Obedience of one person in this place tonight, one person's obedience can change the world. Hallelujah. Oh, I need to move on because here it is. Act 17, verse 6 to 7. Act 17, verse 6 to 7. The story of Paul and Silas. Oh, hallelujah. We see how they really revved up the Jews and how those Jews in the end had one mission and that was to stop them. Listen, I'm going to read it. But when they did not find them, that's the Jews didn't find Paul and Silas, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city crying out, Acts 17, verse 6. These who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Oh, somebody. How would you like to be known as a person that is turning the world upside down for the kingdom of God. Come on, youth. Is there anybody here that is touched in any way? Well, you're my flower. Where's the youth? Can you stand? I don't want to hear a shout. I want to see you. Right. Now, if you tonight say, I want to be... A person, where's the other youth? Come on, others, young men, stand, 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 young men, come. If you're under 50, you're young. <laughs> right. How many of you tonight say, I want to be known as a person that is turning the world upside down as I advance the kingdom of God. If you agree with me, now get on your chair, you're young enough, and shout hallelujah. Come on, come on, somebody, come on. 
somebody. Yes, there we go. Now the rest of you, come on. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, all of you that were on your chairs and you're not in youth, see you Friday night at the youth. I won't be there, but you'll be there. <laughs> Got you. And if you're old also, you're there. Jason has harbored them. And these are all acting, listen, contrary. All acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar. Remember last night? The earthly king. We're going against all things that the norm of society says we should do. We're going to be different, hallelujah. We're going to advance the kingdom. We're going to be shakers and movers. We're going to change this nation for Jesus. Oh, yes. 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 Now, you are ambassadors for Christ. My last point, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20, that one is a good one. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. If you felt like nothing, this is the one for you. You are from my right to my left, from the front to the back. You're ambassadors. That means that you actually go out as a diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by one kingdom into another kingdom to represent the king. Ambassadors. That's what you are. And when I read this, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just Pastor Tians. Now, okay. But I think to be called as an ambassador, to represent your country in another kingdom, another country, I think it's a huge honor. Amen? So, tonight you are ambassadors. And at the end of this night, I'm going to let the rest of you go. But those of you that want to report for duty on the 24th, Tuesday night, January the 24th, and you make a public stand to say, I am tonight reporting as an ambassador of the king to take the message out into this world. I'm going to ask you then to come forward and we will pray for you. But that's at the end. So I want to close with a story tonight. There's 30 pages again, hallelujah. I can't help myself. There is a painting, and you can put that painting up, please. I end with a story because there's a powerful message in the story. There is a painting of Mary and Jesus with two saints there and the background you see the hills, etc. This was painted by a painter by the name of Filipino Lippi, 15th century. 
And the art critics could never understand why it looks as if the mountains are basically going to fall out of the picture. The perspective, perspective, perspective is off. It looks as if Jesus is going to fall off Mary's lap, and the two saints look awkward. And then an art critic by the name of Robert Cummings stood in front of this painting, and he looked at it, and he could not figure out why this thing looked so awkward. For centuries, people couldn't find out until he had a revelation from God, and he fell on his knees. And the moment he fell on his knees, he saw the painting for the first time in perspective. This painting was never meant to hang in an art gallery. It was meant to hang in a place where people are on their knees, worshiping and praying and praising. You see, we look at our circumstances. We look at life, and it does not make sense. And tonight, my final message to you is the following. If nothing makes sense to you, Pastor Harold has taught us, get on your knees and pray, and everything will suddenly come into perspective for you. Hallelujah. This church is built on prayer. And I cannot help myself but pray. I pray nonstop, to be very honest with you. When I have an opportunity, I find myself talking to my God, my King. Do you know what He does? He just like that. Say, go there, say this, do that. Isn't that so? It's all over. So Hudson Taylor, the missionary, the missionary of China, met another missionary, Jonathan Goforth. And Goforth asked him, here's my punchline. How will I take the kingdom of China? And Hudson Taylor said to him, it's easy. Go forth on your knees. If you want to take the kingdom of darkness and shine the light of Christ, my message to you is, Go forward on your knees, and you cannot but succeed. Can you stand to your feet, please, and give God praise. Hallelujah. Come on. Give him good praise. Give him good praise. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Oh, Father, forward on our knees. Pastor Harold, is it okay if I let the people go and then pray afterwards for the people? While we're going to maybe sing one final song here while the people go out, if you say tonight, I want to report tonight as an ambassador, I want you to come forward now. Just come forward, come forward. I'm going to release you now in the name of God the Father, of the Son Jesus Christ, our King, of the Holy Spirit until you meet tomorrow night to receive a further impartation of the advancing of the kingdom of God 
And Lord, already we prepare our hearts and we're hungry for an outpouring of your Spirit on Sunday as never before. Come and visit this church with revival. Come and visit this church with your Spirit that all demons will flee out of this West Rand, in fact, out of Gauteng, in fact, out of South Africa, in the name of Jesus, as we go forward on our knees, advancing the kingdom of God. And we will practically do it as we all become sensitive and instruments in the hands of God. And we all agree and say, Amen. Thank you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.